0: Hi, this is Cage Coleman, host of Game On, and this is Our Future Is Missing. Please be on the lookout for 14-year-old female Heather Riggio, Caucasian, 5'1", 120 pounds, blue eyes, and blonde hair. She went missing May 6, 2007 from North Miami Beach. Heather has a tattoo of a Chinese star on her lower back and a tattoo on her ankle. Her ears and lips are pierced. Heather was last seen wearing a pink top, jeans, and high heels. So if you know of Heather Riggio's whereabouts, please contact the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children's Hotline at 1-800-THE-LOST. That's 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Heather, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to FuturesMissing.com. Thank you. <laughs>
1: Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN.
2: Stars could shine
3: between the lines. If you would let yourself go,
4: find some place you know you can can change the world just pretend express yourself take a chance and you'll see who you'll be
0: it's time to express yourself where teens talk and the world listens presented by star style productions as an international outreach program of be the star you are charity you'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself.
5: Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people, a platform to give a teens a voice right here on the Voice America Kids Network. Express Yourself is produced by StarStyle Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The Star Your Charity. I'm Young Juwon. And
3: I'm Kate Darrow. So today we're going to be talking about something that stresses most teens out. Making decisions for college. I'm a high school sophomore, so I'm not quite at this stage yet in my high school career. But it seems like a
5: pretty exciting
3: process.
5: And I am a high school junior, and I thought... This process would never come, but it's reached me, unfortunately. And reporter Courtney Chang is going to be talking about how she chose her college, and she currently attends the University of California in Berkeley. Hi, Courtney. Hey,
6: guys. So coincidentally, in line with today's topic, I'm actually reporting from my college dorm room at Berkeley. <laughs> in my opinion, choosing a college was definitely one of the most significant life events that I've gone through so far. All the work you did in school, all the extracurriculars, the volunteering, the sports, the music, everything kind of leads it to this decision. And yet, it does sound really serious, and it is quite serious, but in my opinion, it's not as intimidating as it seems. But at the same time, it's not quite as lax as some movies and TV shows make it out to be. So throwback time, High School Musical 3, Gabriella goes to Stanford and Troy goes to Berkeley. The way they announce it in the movie makes the entire process seem almost effortless. You don't see them ever working on college apps or stressing out over acceptances. Of course, it's Disney, so the scenario is portrayed in a very idealistic manner. Just know that that is not how it usually happens in real life, unfortunately. Legally Blonde, on the the other hand, is a bit more realistic. We see Elle dedicate a whole lot of her time to studying and working before applying to Harvard Law School and finally getting in. Once she's there, she encounters even more problems that she hadn't anticipated beforehand. Now I say this is more realistic only because we see the work, the time, and all the effort she would put in and the effort that's required to get into college. I do hope no one goes through as much drama as she did when they first go to university, though. And in the last season of Glee, quite a few of the main characters go through the tedious process of applying to college. Rachel and Kurt both audition for various music schools with varying degrees of success, and Finn goes through a sort of minor identity crisis after realizing he might only ever be known as a typical high school football star who amounts to nothing after high school lets out. Glee is known for over-dramatizing things, but in these aspects, I do think it has more truth than fiction. Which each subsequent year, getting into college is becoming harder and harder because so many more people are applying each year. While some students are extremely fortunate to get into all the colleges they apply to, others won't be so lucky. But regardless of the joys or disappointments you and anyone else faces during acceptance letter season, don't take it too personally. Make the most of the choices you have, don't roll over the letdowns, and look toward the future with an open mind.
5: Thanks, Courtney. That was really inspiring. I and I do like all the different examples that you picked, from High School Musical three to Legally Blonde. I remember when I was watching that movie with one of my friends, and we were just talking about how ridiculous it was that they just get into these super schools without doing anything. Yeah, it's that, like I saw it, and I think I think that was
6: like my freshman year in high school. So my brother, he, it was his senior year, so he was going through the college application process. And it just blew my mind. I was like, wait. They didn't even do any college applications. Like, yeah. you just see Gabriella go to Stanford once, and, like, they just magically got in. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, and I think also in high school musical theory was when they go to prom, and I remember, like, they were not stressed for prom at all, and I know prom season was just happening at my school, and everyone was all nervous, and I know if a girl got a pimple on her forehead, then it was, like, the biggest deal, because it was right before yeah, prom. Yeah. And then, like, in high school musical, it was, like, everything's just, like, perfect.
5: Yeah, the thing that bothered me was – that they're so far away, and yet they are able to drive all the way there in, like, yeah. four hours. I was yeah. just thinking, wow, that that's great that you can just <laughs> do that in movies. Gotta love Disney movies. Yeah. I do think that Legally Blonde was a little bit more realistic. It's one of yeah. my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. I, and I think I, I, that that
3: was really inspirational too because you did see the amount of effort that she put in
5: yeah. and in the end it did okay. pay off cuz she and did get in but instead of going out partying and yeah, it's just I definitely joining think her like fraternity she decides to study.
6: Yeah, I definitely think legally blonde is a lot more realistic because it's like even though it is like a movie and you know she's a protagonist so it's like going to be some sort of happy ending for her <laughs> she goes through a lot of trouble like she goes she has to work really really hard and when she gets there she doesn't realize like what she's gotten herself into yeah.
5: and she doesn't get the recognition of getting into harvard either yeah yeah which i'm sure she found frustrating yeah <laughs>
3: And also, I think that a lot of students, especially once they're accepted into their dream school, they think that the work will just all of a sudden (laughs) diminish. Like, once you're into the school, it's like, everything's just perfect. But I know a lot of my friends that are at college, it's a lot of work.
6: (laughs) Yeah, college work, like, college is harder than high school. It is definitely (laughs) harder than high school. A, that, like, that's comforting he, to yeah, hear. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not trying. I'm not trying to scare you guys. Like, it's it's a good sort of challenging. It's it's not like because I feel like in high school a lot of people. I know I'm guilty of this too. Like, we sometimes just like do things to get the grade. Mm-hmm. But then in college, because like it is more serious. It is kind of more about the rest of your life as opposed just to like high school, like yeah, stereotypical high school. It's. I take it a lot more seriously and you don't have to take like all the subjects anymore so like I'm going into English and music so I haven't taken a math class since high school since senior year I haven't taken a science class since high school <laughs> so it's weird but then you're like you're focusing more on the things that you want to study so while the work is harder it's hopefully work that you enjoy and you want to do.
5: Yeah, I've definitely heard that too. I'm actually, on a car ride from this long public speaking tournament, we were talking about colleges. Mm-hmm. It seems to be the topic that everyone's talking about right now, but um... They were just saying how they knew someone at Princeton and how or a person's brother was at Princeton mm-hmm. and how whenever he would walk down the hallway, he would see girls and, like, boys crying, just so oh, sad and stressed out about their grade. And then whenever I think of getting into college, it's just like, oh, once I get in, I'll just be fine. But that's not true. No, I mean, like...
6: I think that might be a bit extreme. I mean, like... Do you not don't see, see like, crying people, Courtney? I don't see crying people, like, when I'm walking around campus. I mean, like, in the dorm, that's a different situation. But that's not usually because oh, of geez. academics. So <laughs> let's not get into that. <laughs> but, like, in terms of difficulty and being stressed, I mean... I am really stressed most of the time, and it's definitely a lot more than I d- anticipated, but I'm really happy with my choice because mm-hmm. I, know, like, I know that if I didn't go to a school that is like not so much of a reach school for me, yeah. then I'd probably end up being a bit bored. And are you knowing- happy
5: with your decision to stay kind of close to home and go to Berkeley? yeah definitely
6: it's because i feel like at least for me because i i'm usually from danville which is really small sort of town and doesn't have many things Of like the most exciting thing is maybe like two movie theaters so in berkeley like the environment is so different that mm-hmm. it actually doesn't feel like i'm really close to home and because of orchestra commitments like i can't go home that often so i like maybe go home maybe once a month at most so I, I don't think it's any different from being like in Berkeley or being across the country.
3: Okay. Yeah. Well, I actually have a question. Mm-hmm. Do you have any tips on how to make the applications a little bit less stressful? Because I know all the seniors at my school are freaking out earlier this year. And in a few years, two two more years, I'll be having to go through this whole <laughs> process. So I'm just wondering how to make it a little bit less stressful
6: less stressful I don't know if you can like make it less stressful because the process is always going to be the same but what I did was I started early like you don't necessarily know the prompts because each school releases it at a different date but I started thinking about it like maybe in mid-july and I actually started writing stuff and as soon as the prompts came out I looked at it and I started writing immediately in the summer Mm. So while it is kind, of, maybe it was a bit of an overkill, but definitely by the time like the applications started to be due, I was ready, like near done on my final draft. While other people were still like, "Oh my gosh, I haven't started this essay yet." <laughs> so definitely start early.
5: And do you have any other tips for our prospective high school seniors like me for um, college? Don't stress out too
6: much. And when it actually comes to picking the college, do Take time to visit if you can. I wasn't able to visit, but I talked to a lot of my friends who got into like Berkeley and LA and other places I got into, and I definitely talked to them a lot about like, what did you think of campus? Is there anything you don't like? And so people's advice or like, who are actually at the schools really helps a lot if you can't go, but do go and visit to get a feel for the environment.
3: Thanks, Courtney. That was really fascinating, and I will definitely be using your insight when I'm college searching my senior year. I'm Caitlin Darrow.
5: And I'm Young Juwan. When we return, we'll hear from high school senior Laura Galoyan, who will tell us what it's like applying for college. And make sure to check out photos, descriptions, link, gossip, and more at expressyourselfteenradio.com. Facebook your friends. Join our party. Don't go away. We'll be right back.
0: We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book.
4: Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week?
5: to express yourself on the Voice America Kids Network where teens talk and the world listens. I'm Young Juan. Today we are talking about what it takes to get ready for college applications when we are still in
3: high school. We're back with Laura Galleon to discuss more senior planning for college. Please
2: welcome Laura. Hi Laura. Hey guys. So college apps are just about the highlight of every seniors year. And primarily because it takes up so much time. And I know when I first started doing them, you know, I thought to myself, oh, wow, you know, why does everyone make such a big deal out of this? It's just, you know, a simple application and a simple essay written about me. But then I realized uh, once I actually started sending them in that there is so much more to them than I had initially thought um for example you have the letters of recommendation you have your transcripts you have to follow up with everything to make sure it's all on time and you know i mean this took up so much time of so much of my energy that you know i was i was completely in shock by it you know it ended up taking so much of my time but you know i think it was really worth it you know by the time the de- started coming out and i think this is the part you know where all seniors start to feel that Dilemma of choosing where to go. Because you know, there's there's scholarships you need to take into account, financial aid, and all these things, all of these things can be extremely overwhelming. But I think that the most important thing to remember when it comes to choosing the right college for you is that you really shouldn't base your decision entirely off of finances. You know, I've heard parents say, Oh, my kid didn't get a scholarship here, so that just is pretty much out of the question. And I just wondered to myself, you know, just how high of a price are people willing to put on their own happiness, you know? And I think that it's really just subjective from each person to person, you know, depending on their situation. But the most important thing to remember, you know, no matter where you go, you have to find personal growth and just be in a place where you can bloom as a person.
5: Thank you so much for that insightful little detail of what college apps are. I actually did help Some of my friends get through their meltdowns with college and all the different decisions they had to make. But what was the most difficult part about your college decision-making?
2: Well, for me, the most difficult part had to be the letters of recommendation because... what happened was there, were, there was some sort of mix-up on the website that my school was using, and I ended up having to uh, mail every single letter from both my counselor and my two teachers who were writing my letters of recommendation. I had to mail them in by hand. And oh, I was, my goodness. Yeah, and I was um, apply, I applied to, like, 13 different schools. I No, not 13, like 10, 10 schools. So it was three letters per school. So that was, like, a total of, what, 30 letters? Wow. So, and I had to do all of them by hand and it was, it was yeah. so horrible.
5: So I had awful. a senior friend who, um, when she, she got a call from the college about a week before the decisions were supposed to come out saying that they didn't get her SAT score all of a sudden after they hadn't said anything at all. And so there was a big commotion with all that. And uh, I guess it happens more, more than I had
2: expected. Oh, yeah, that kind of stuff that happens sounds- all the time. The The important thing is that you just you know how to deal with it, you know?
5: Yeah.
3: Yeah, that sounds so stressful. Like, I'm only a high school sophomore, so I don't have to worry about that quite <laughs> yet, but I know It'll next year. It'll keep up on you. Yeah, especially junior year. I really have to start looking at colleges. But yeah. what was the worst part of your college apps?
2: The worst Besides part- having
3: to mail it in, I'm sure that was <laughs> terrible, but
2: the actual application. The apps themselves, um, you know, it was just you know I, I thought initially that it was just you know you fill out the application, you write the essay and that's it. but there's apparently so much more that comes with the S es- with the or excuse me the application. you know most schools have supplements you know that they want you to fill out as well and like several more smaller essays that you they need you to do. and then the financial aid. the financial aid for me was the worst part, especially hearing about the outcomes of of it. Uh, not that they were horrible, but you know it just it, that was just the worst part was having to incorporate everything else that comes with the application
3: and what do you think was the easiest
2: part? The easiest part was definitely the application itself because it's really just literally you you literally just answer questions about yourself you fill in a couple of things and then you press send you could literally (laughs) fill out the application in half an hour if you wanted to it's really just it's really quite simple I actually sat down and did it all and did all of my applications in one go Wow! um, and then I had yeah (laughs) it took me a couple of hours but you know I just did them all in one go and then after that it was just you know working with all the supplements and just adding all the stuff to them that I needed to add that I didn't have initially. And where are you going for college? Well, I actually, you know, I I got into a couple of schools that I wanted. And, you know, financial aid was a big, big problem for me. Um, And although I, I got some, I did, you know, get like a scholarship to a couple of my schools. But I initially decided to just turn them down because, none of the schools that I, you know, got a scholarship to or got into were places that I realized I wanted to go. So my plan is I'm moving down to San Diego. I'm getting an apartment, getting a job, and I'm going to go to the community college down there, and then I'm going to do a transfer.
3: And it's really great, too, that you're not just basing it on where you got a scholarship to, because I feel like a lot of students only base their decision on their financial aid and where they have money to, which I'm sure is a factor. but. It's really a shame when students don't actually choose where they want to go, like you were saying. But my next question, actually, is something that I was wondering myself, since I have not filled out a college application. So, as a student, are you allowed to read the recommendations that teachers and counselors write out? Because I know that I would be, I don't know, a little bit nervous and anxious. I know that I would definitely want to read the recommendations.
2: <laughs> well, unfortunately, no. You're you're not allowed to um, <laughs> you're not allowed to read the letters of recommendation before. <laughs> and it's actually the teacher's responsibility to write the letter, and then you need to bring them. Well, if you have to do it manually, like I did, then you need to put a stamp on the envelope, and you need to give the envelope to the teacher for them to send. But initially, it is their responsibility to write the letter and to send it. And most colleges actually require that you sign a waiver saying that you haven't read it, because they don't wow. want you. Yeah, they don't want you to have any kind of um, influence over what your teacher says about you. They want it to be completely genuine, and they, they really true. did actually take that quite seriously.
5: Yeah. I know when I went to a, like a college talk and um, heard about what colleges were looking for, and applications and um, the recommendations were one of the huge topics. And I remember the lady there was saying how um, she wanted recommendation letters from teacher who actually knew you and not just the principal or some person who might be really impressive.
2: Yeah, it's um it's important that you like they said find a teacher that really knows you because you know, when I, if I would, if I would give, you know, advice on who to look for, for a letter of recommendation, I would advise to, you know, look to someone who has spoken to you about things that don't entirely pertain to the classroom, you know, like what are your personal goals? You know, what are, what are you doing in your, with your time? You know, what are you doing to give back to the community? Um, and things like that, not just, you know, discussing your essays, because when they go to write your letter, you don't want them to, you know, Know, talk about how good your essay writing is they you want them to talk about your character yeah and one interesting thing that one of my teachers actually told me because what we have in our school was we could fill out a resume and we could give it to our teacher and our teacher would take a look at the resume and then write something just write about us you know by whatever they knew we were doing and I went to one of my teachers and I was going to hand her the resume to take a look at all the things that I've done over my high school career you know that she didn't know about yeah and she looked at me and she just kind of gave the resume resume back to me and said if I she's she said I, I don't need that Laura if if I need to look at a resume to write a letter about you then I'm the wrong person to ask. That's really good advice. Yeah so keep an eye out for that and try to make try to make good friends with your teachers. Yeah. <gasps> well what's
3: one word of advice that you have for your peers who are leaving home to go to college because I know I have a few different senior friends who are so nervous about leaving home especially because I live in a really small town so a lot of them have grown up in this super small town and it's really nerve wracking going somewhere where they don't know anyone and they have to make all new friends so what advice would you give to them?
2: I would say that it really is you know I understand that it's it's a very scary experience to be transitioning from one point in your life to another but it's something that everyone has to do and it really is, the, the idea of it is a lot scarier than actually going through with it. The actual act of moving out, of going to this new place, of having these new experiences, is so much more fun than it, you know, may sound initially, you know, if you're afraid to leave the small town that you grew up in, but everybody does it. It really is just, you know, the thought, it's it's scary to walk away from this comfortable predicti- predictability that we live in, but, it's a change, and it's our transition into this new state of mind and this state of living that really will only serve to benefit you in the future.
5: Thank you so much, Laura. Unfortunately, we are out of time, but I did learn a lot about your experiences and what I should consider when applying for colleges really soon. Um, it gives Caitlin and I some tools for when we're doing the same. I'm Young Juan. And I'm Kaitlin Darrow. Young Jew and I will be
3: right back after a short break to talk about what we're doing in preparation or what we think we'll do. Visit us at expressyourselfteenradio.com and check us out on Tumblr at tumblr.com slash blog slash be the star you are radio. Don't go away. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids.
0: Do you think that you can't change the political system in our country? Well, one host is doing that and started at age 13. Join Connor Brantley for Hello, the Future is Calling. Our show takes an inside look at what's going on in national, state, and local government from a new and very unique perspective. Connor holds our elected officials accountable and will bring you an unbiased look at what's really going on. Listen for Hello, the Future is Calling every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Kids. Help make a difference.
3: Staying with us here at Voice America Kids, our program
5: is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. I'm Caitlin Darrow. And I'm Young Juwan. Today's topic is college decisions, and I know you're really freaked about it. But don't worry, Caitlin and I are here to help. Okay, so I've always been stressed out about college since day one. Of course, back then, college seemed like a surreal dream, far, far away. Things just happened to jump back in your life. I remember when I was six, and the doctor told me that my next shot would be when I turned 11. I pushed it completely out of my mind until someday, somehow, I was 11, and a doctor's appointment was already scheduled. College just feels the same way. I'm not looking forward to filling out all those applications and writing essays so that someone I've never met has a good idea of who I am. I recently did help a friend with her whole college process, mostly just with moral support. We'd brainstorm about her essay together, and I'd always comfort her through her most stressed moments. That's the most important thing you can do for any of your senior friends. It's encouraging to know that someone is there for you to read your first drafts and give you inspiration. Since I am the arts and crafts gal here at Express Yourself, I also made all sorts of food for my senior friends. I've n- I've really had a full year of baking so far. Cupcakes are a cute way to support all those struggling friends and to give them hope and keep them, keep them energized until the whole thing is over by maybe January. And another thing that friends are great for is rejection. Rejections aren't something that people want that anybody wants but i know that everyone has gotten rejected from somewhere they've taught some of my friends a whole different perspective sometimes failure is the greatest way to learn appreciation and college is a big step and having moral support is critical
3: that is very, very true. And I know that me and you throughout the whole show today, mm-hmm. we're like, we're so freaked out, we're so nervous. But I feel like now after talking to some of the different people that have been on the show thus far today, have made me feel a bit more comforted about it, but I definitely think that it's still super, super stressful. So I think that me and you should actually share a few tips for other high school students that we've just discovered throughout our few years of high school.
5: All right. Well, recently, since I am a junior now, I've been getting all sorts of emails for like, come visit our college talk. And although I wasn't able to visit any colleges physically, I've been going to these little talks where colleges come to you and they talk about what they're Looking for and etc. And some of the most striking things are that they look for a very well-rounded person. Like even if your grades aren't the best or your SAT score isn't the best, they they really try to understand who you are as a person and see how you'll fit in their school. And so I know that's really vague and hard to imagine, but it's really an individual decision like just because one person got in with the same scores as you doesn't mean you will I know that's not very comforting but it's really important Mm -hmm. to be your own person and do the clubs and things that you like definitely definitely I know so many students that tried to join clubs
3: like key club or they wanted to be a national honor society just because they thought that it would look good in an application and I feel like the people that did that were the most miserable because they were always doing things that they weren't actually happy with. Yeah. So I think that my biggest advice would really just be doing things that you actually want to do. Don't always worry about what's going on in the application. Of course, you do need to keep the application in consideration as you're freshman, sophomore, and junior, but you shouldn't totally alter your entire yeah. life. like you shouldn't just volunteer for those hours for college of course it's a benefit but I just think that it's really important to remember that you have to keep yourself happy and it's not always about college.
5: Yeah, and I know one thing the college admissions officers always say is that they like to see an upward trend, which means that even if you didn't have that great of a freshman year or sophomore year, they like to see that you're working hard to improve yourself and that's something really important to think about. As Caitlin was also saying, it's important to do clubs because you want to do them. And I know so many people also who are just so miserable with their lives. They're like, I always go to public speaking tournaments or volunteer on Saturdays, and I just hate it so much. And that's really not motivation Definitely, college people. Definitely.
3: Exactly. And just like you were saying, a lot of people change from their freshman year to their senior year. And I have read that colleges are understanding of that. When you enter high school, I think you're like 14 years old. Yeah. And then when you graduate, you're... 17 18 years old so they understand that you do change over that time and even if you didn't get the best grade freshman year as long as you're improving yourself and you're always trying to be better I think that they recognize that and they appreciate that
5: yeah and they also like to see that you've been challenging yourself I know um, I was at a Boston University talk thing and they were saying they gave like three mock students that they were thinking about admitting and then one student she had a very high GPA and she had a very good SAT score but she just took normal classes her one AP was art and so the colleges were kind of unsure about how they felt about her since she didn't challenge herself at all so although it's not good to take like six APs it's good to consider taking one or two that you're really interested in like history or English
3: Definitely. I know a lot of kids who who will just, like, overwhelm themselves yeah. with it. And that's definitely not something that you want to do. Although AP and honors look great and they sound <laughs> great, once you actually get into the class, it can be overwhelming. So make yeah. sure to only limit yourself. And that actually goes for clubs as well. I know my freshman year, when I was coming from middle school, middle school really didn't have too many clubs. We only had maybe, like, five different yeah. options. But when I came to high school, there was like 15 different things that I could join. And I joined almost everything. (laughs) I joined the most random clubs, too. I think I was a member of chess club for the first three months of school. And I didn't even know how to play chess. It just was not the club for me. But I really just wanted to do everything. I wanted to be so versatile. So just make sure not to overwhelm yourself. Because I know that I definitely did that just because it sounded appealing. But (laughs) sometimes you really have to... Remember that you are only human and
5: you do need some time for yourself just to relax. You can't always work yourself too, too hard. Along those lines, I'd like to talk about like how many classes you take. Now, my school, we do this like seven, like seven courses every day type schedule. I know other schools have block schedules, but our school doesn't. And one of one of my teachers is saying how in a school that I go to, we have so many different elective options and and it's sometimes better to take an elective that is fun rather than just having a study hall or an off period. And I think that's really valid advice because in the time that you could be spending, I guess, doing homework or studying, you could really find something that you enjoy. Like if you instead of having a study hall if you're in choir, it won't be that stressful on your on your load, but it'll be a great way to relax and get rid of all that nervous energy you might have throughout the day. And so it's really great to take advantage of all the electives your school offers.
3: Yes, exactly. And especially if you're going to a public school, you're going to school for free. So I know (laughs) next year I'm going to actually be taking Spanish and French. Right now i take Spanish. So I'm really really excited. I've always wanted to learn French but I was always like, oh, I'll just do it after I graduate high school. But after I graduate high school, I'll have to pay for a whole course. (laughs) And if you think about it instead of just sitting and having an off period, you could be taking a course that you would have to pay for otherwise. Yeah. So, I don't know, maybe that's a little greedy, but <laughs> um, it's it's something to think about, though, because maybe if you always wanted to take that art class, but you just don't feel like it this year, you should because you'll be getting to take it for free, and you're getting all this guidance and all that support from a teacher.
5: Yeah, and you'll know what you really like. Like, after joining my school newspaper class, I really like what we do, like page layouts and making the paper. And it's something that I wouldn't have known if I hadn't taken the chance of taking that class. Okay, and then
3: another little piece of advice that I would give is just to keep up your grades. I know that it's really easy to let your grades slip when you're in high school. A lot of students I know just from being a high school student, waste their time doing other things that they really should not be doing. And I think that if you use that time studying or if you use that time really appreciating your grades, really taking the time to do your homework, it will pay off in the long run. I know that sometimes you don't always want to have to do that geometry worksheet (laughs) or you don't want to have to do that sketchbook assignment but it really pays off and just make sure to keep up your grades.
5: Yeah and uh, on on that line as well do not procrastinate. I feel like everybody says this but very few people follow it but if you don't procrastinate you'll be able to be a great that that'll be a great time management skill for the future and you'll be able to be more successful.
3: Yeah actually a lot of just friends that I know are always doing their math homework when they're in English class (laughs) or they're doing their English homework when they're in art class because they hadn't done the assignment previously. And you're not really living in the moment if you do that. You're always focusing on other things. And I think that if you do it the night before, even if you wake up early the morning of, I know I've procrastinated to the point that I've done that where I've been doing it while my mom is driving me to school, but I always try to make sure not to do it while I'm in another class because teachers get really annoyed with that Yeah. just because you're kind of being disrespectful in a way because you're doing another assignment but that's just another piece of advice. I just see so many people do it
5: well, thank you so much, Caitlin, for all of these other great tips. College is expensive and is also a financial decision, as Caitlin was mentioning. And when we return from a short break, our economics tune up reporter, Alex Palakos, will give us the ammunition we need to make an informed decision on college attendance based on the money factor. I'm Young Juan.
3: And I'm Caitlin Darrow, we are your teen hosts for today. During the break, visit our creative community at btsya.com. Express Yourself Teen Radio will be right back with more university inspiration. Don't go away.
5: Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids.
0: Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to The Tech Team. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids.
2: The longer you
5: listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids.
3: Hey, thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. We're
5: talking about college prep in today's show. And I'm Young Juwon. Sometimes we either think too much or not enough about the financial ramifications of our university decision. I know I'll want to get scholarships, as I don't know how much college will cost. To talk about the economics of college is our economics tune-up reporter, Alex Palakos. Hi, Alex.
7: Hello. Hi, Caitlin. Hi, young Ju. Hi. Hi, this is Alex Blakos, and this is an economic student. Today's topic deals with the economics of a college education. In particular, I want to look at the cost of getting a college degree and some of the ways to handle that. Unfortunately, for many high school students and their parents, the cost of college has been rising out of control believe it or not over the last 20 years the cost of attending a four-year college has risen almost 500 percent that means it cost five times more to go to college today than it did in 1982. unfortunately over the same 20 years the average american income is not even twice as high as it was in 1982. how much does college cost? well when we look at the total cost which includes tuition fees, books, your room, food. The average cost for a public university is about $20,000 a year. For a private college, the average is about 40000 a year. Some private colleges easily cost 50000 a year. This, these are serious amounts of money that most families simply can't afford. Now, because of the dramatic increase in the cost of a college education, parents and students are taking out massive amounts of student loans. As you may have guessed, The amount of student loans has gotten out of control. In fact, Americans now owe more money in the amount of student loans than they do in credit card debt. So what is the answer? Well, it's going to be different for everyone. Some students may be lucky enough to have their parents pay for all of it, or maybe even part of it. Others may have to work part-time during their college stay to help with the costs. If you are an exceptional student, you may be lucky enough to get some scholarship money. The best piece of advice I can give is to choose your college wisely by comparing the benefits you think you get from going there compared to the cost. A good community college is an option that should be fully explored before taking on excessive debt.
3: So, how do I know if the college I want to go to is worth the cost?
7: Well, the first thing you need to ask yourself is how you are going to afford it. Are your parents capable of helping you? Can you get some scholarship money from the school? Are you comfortable taking out student loans? More importantly, does the school you wish to attend have a specialty in an area you want to major in? There are many top colleges in the country, and many of them are not private schools. So you really need to compare colleges and their reputation with the cost of attending them. Just because something costs a lot more doesn't make it better.
5: And you mentioned community college earlier. Why is that a good option, even if I get accepted into a good university?
7: Well, that's a really interesting question, especially from an economic point of view. A lot of families are discovering that going to a community college for the first two years of college is a very prudent decision. For example, in California, California, you can go to a very good community two-year college and take care of all your general ed classes, as well as the prerequisite classes for your major. Then you can transfer into one of the excellent universities such as UC Davis, UCLA, UC Santa Barbara, and so on. The beauty of doing this is that community college is dramatically cheaper for tuition. Also, if you can handle it, you could even live at home and go to community college. You could wind up saving anywhere from $30,000 to $50,000 for those two years.
3: So why not just take out a student loan and go to the college of my choice?
7: well you certainly can do that and many people do but but just remember all that money you borrow has to be paid back and with interest you better be very confident that you will get a good paying job when you graduate from college
5: and if i did go to a community college will that reflect badly on my resume when i finally graduate from a university
7: that's a great question but the answer is decidedly no the perfectly justifiable economic decision to attend a community college for two years won't even be a factor when you graduate. If you attend a university for your junior and senior year and complete the requirements for your major, then your diploma will simply show that you are a graduate of that university.
3: That's very very interesting and I think that that's very something important to keep in mind because a lot of people end up burning holes in their pocket because of the cost of college. How much are application fees, just out of curiosity, because a lot of my friends were applying to colleges this year. I'm still a sophomore, as I've mentioned today on the show, but I know that college is certainly around the corner. But does it depend on the school that you're looking to attend based on the application fee?
7: Yeah, it completely depends on the school that you're trying to attend. Some are completely free. Some are a small minor amount, maybe $5, $10 processing. Some are upwards $50 per application. So it really just depends on which school you're applying to.
5: Yeah, and I know they also give scholarships to just apply to colleges. My friend did that and she applied to so many just because she didn't have to pay money. Well, it seems like going to
3: a four-year college, any college, is going to be very, very expensive. So, do you think that students should visit community colleges in the cities where they'd like to go to major university?
7: Yes, I think going to a community college uh, near the school you would like to go to is a great idea. It's actually what I'm currently doing. I'm going to Santa Barbara City College with the with the hope of getting into UC Santa Barbara. And a few weeks ago, I found out I was accepted into UC Santa Barbara, so it worked out perfect.
5: Wow, congrats. Awesome, congrats. Yeah. Thank you. And if someone goes to community college, can you still get scholarships later or apply for student funding?
7: Sure, you can do both of those completely the same as if you had not gone to
5: So how
3: hard was it to get into community college in SBA?
7: As simple as uh, registering. So and anyone for can go to a
3: community yeah, college? There's
7: no restrictions on community college, uh, none that I know of. As long as you're doing high school, I think you're fine to go into community college.
5: How expensive was the tuition at community college?
7: Um, at community college, for one semester, I only pay about 400 to $500 a semester, which is a lot cheaper than the UCs.
5: Unfortunately, we are out of time again, but thanks so much, Alex, for providing the money aspect of an education. I'm Young Won. We want to hear your thoughts, and we want to answer your questions, so email us at btsyateenradio at gmail.com. And so check out our radio site at expressyourselfteenradio.com and our creative community site at btsya.com. You can upload your creative works at our site for free, get involved with Be The Star You Are Charity, buy books and t-shirts in our store, sign up for our free newsletter, and even make a donation to keep Be The Star You Are Alive. You have been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids Network. Thank you for always tuning in every week. Thanks to StarSoft Productions for producing this show. Thanks to our guests from across the world. And thanks to you our listeners for making us a top-rated program. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program on Express Yourself. Thanks again for joining us. Thank you to our great guests. Until next week, remember, Thanks for joining us
4: this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be the Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then. Remember to express yourself. Stars that shine between the lines. If you would let yourself go, find some place you remember. My name. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week?
0: We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. You're
3: listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring.
0: There's so much going on in the tech field. The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the tech team. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. Do you think that you can't change the political system in our country? Well, one host is doing that and started at age 13. Join Connor Brantley for Hello, the Future is Calling. Our show takes an inside look at what's going on in national, state, and local government from a new and very unique perspective. Connor holds our elected officials accountable and will bring you an unbiased look at what's really going on. Listen for Hello, the Future is Calling every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Kids. Help make a difference.
3: We don't care how you got here, we're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids.
0: Do you think that you can't change the political system in our country? Well, one host is doing that and started at age 13. Join Connor Brantley for Hello, the Future is Calling. Our show takes an inside look at what's going on in national, state, and local government from a new and very unique perspective. Connor holds our elected officials accountable and will bring you an unbiased look at what's really going on. Listen for Hello, the Future is Calling every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Kids. Help make a difference.